Hey everyone, this is Bree. Feel free to email me any thoughts, concerns, or if you just want to say hello at askbree123. That's A-S-K-B-R-I-E-123 at gmail.com. Ooh, it has been a minute. Happy 2020. I am now 30 as of January 5th. Some people call it Dirty 30, but ooh, I I, I think I've done enough dirty acts uh, to cover a couple people. So I want it to be an amazing decade with the Lord, hand in hand, period. Sounds a little boring to some, but now there's uh, there's been a lot of life that has been lived. Um, so, hard topic today, isolation, loneliness, depression, and the end to an era. So, uh, to start off, I received a very, in my opinion, disgusting and saddening and depressing and just awful email from a friend that I had had for over a decade about a week ago. So let me backtrack a little bit. So I had a friend um, that I met while at uh, my first university, very close friend. And that's something also that I'm going to jump into a little bit later, a friend that was a believer. Um, We shared many goals, a lot of dreams, um, similar heartbreaks, similar situations that left us feeling empty. That kind of friendship, a real friendship, a deep friendship, a friendship that was not only like rooted in fashion and flavor and culture, but also a friendship that was the foundation was a love for Jesus. So just uh, just to like paint the picture of like this kind of friend, right? It was deep. Um, someone that I had at one time until a week ago had pictured in my wedding as a bridesmaid. Like I'm talking about a friend, not even just a friend, a sister, right? So a couple weeks back, um, I had messaged her because I had not heard from her. And she had moved to another state, things had been a little bit rocky, and so I wanted to say what's good, you know, we, um, in the beginning of our friendship, we would talk almost like every day, then, you know, as life, you know, fluctuates, and we graduate college, and we're trying to get a job, and dating a little bit, things, you know, kind of, you know, evened out, maybe, you know, three times a week, maybe, you know, a couple times a month, but we would always check in. Like, this was a sister in ministry. That's probably part of the reason why it's it's hard to lose her. So anyway, we're diving. I'm checking in. I hadn't talked to her for a while. I would message her, no response, no response. And then I just had it. I had emailed her and said, you know, any relationship that's worth having there has to be communication like you have to talk or you don't grow in that relationship and it and and end it usually ends and I don't want that to happen so like reach back at me holla at your girl let me know what's going on in your life right I get a response that to me was a bunch of bs about you know this and that and the phone's not working and I haven't talked to my mother and all of these different things right which I had thought as as an excuse maybe that was harsh but I did because to me friendship family I will go to the end of the earth I would FaceTime you I would I would go back to 1980s and go to a pay phone if I had to to reach out to the people that I love right now I'm learning that and it's not fair to put my my um 
my ways on other people, but I'm learning that that's not always reciprocal. Um, and so I kind of like deaded it right there and said, okay, well, the ball's in your court. You know, I'm taking a step back because one thing that I promised myself in 2020 that I didn't do in the past decade is I was no longer going to chase people. I have a lot of love. I want people to thrive, not just survive right like I will reach out I will call I will cook you dinner I will be that person for you if you feel like you're down and out right but with that people need to have that kind of drive and love for themselves but they also have to show it back in a true friendship now don't get me wrong there's times where you know your girlfriend or your guy friend might be down and out and they just cannot give and so you have to give a little bit more but overall it has to be back and forth, back and forth, a true friendship. And I just wasn't feeling that. And so, you know, just kind of was hanging out and and I wasn't going to call anymore. I wasn't going to text anymore. I wasn't going to be that girl who is saying, love me, love me, love me, love me, love me, because they're not feeling worthy or because they need people around. It's, It's time to grow. 2020, the mistakes of the past decade, I'm not going to allow to come into this decade. It's time to mature. It's time to in in my mind for myself grow up a little bit so that was that didn't hear anything kind of came to peace like okay like I don't know what's going on but there's nothing else that I can do right and so went up to Seattle which is you know not really that important but kind of is you know um some of you guys know that I do branding and strategy for small businesses and do Instagram right so was up there um, meeting with a potential person that I was going to collaborate with, had a great time. My friends, dear, dear friends, just bought a house, and we were celebrating them and bought furniture, and then we had pizza and wine and just had a great time, right? Dun, 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 whenever you're having a great time, sometimes, ooh, bad things seek in. So the next morning after waking up having a great time, I get an email called Seasons. Now, as a Christian, if you're ever raised in a church, you know that when someone starts talking about seasons, buckle your seatbelt because you're about to go on a ride. Um, so seasons, right? There's a scripture in the Bible that talks about everything has a season, right? There's a, you know, there's a season to plant, there's a season to reap, there's a season to be happy, there's a season to be sad, right? So whenever you hear that word, you know that there's something that is transitioning or someone's in another season. So I open it up and... It's titled in the subject line Seasons. And I see in the in the first line, Dearest Brianna from this friend. Now we never really ref- like use that kind of language. I knew that there was something going on. To cut to the chase, it was kind of like a breakup friendship later letter. Like what? Like it was interesting. I'd already felt it because I'd already felt this individual kind of disseason distancing themselves but I have such respect for this person and felt like they did for me that having a friendship that was over a decade actually 12 years to be exact I would have never ever ever expected an email now some of y'all might think okay well you know what sometimes it's hard to call somebody or talk to them face to face but I was always taught in my upbringing that if you have something to say you say it with your with your chest you say it with the backbone and you declare it and you go to that person and you find resolution or you just say this is done. You don't do it through a message or through like, I, I don't think we'd call it a third party. What am I trying to say? You wouldn't do it through like a text or like even a phone call. That person really meant something to you, which, you know, again, I'm growing. 
I'm realizing that the way that I think of friendship and the way that I think of respect is different than other people. And so I see this email. They're saying that our friendship has come to an end, that this was unforeseen, that the Lord, quote unquote, um, told them that our friendship was no longer, you know, serving each other. So there's that she you know the the christian language of let god shine his face upon you that you become the woman that he desires you to be just all of that stuff right to me and my feelings right i'm thinking politically correct over spirituality to the max right let god shine his face upon you but what the thing was that really was upsetting is that there was a part in the email that was a paragraph that talked about how we never really had any fights. We never had any disagreements. There's really never really any misunderstandings, but and that this person was not mad then and is not mad now. So it kind of leaves you puzzled like, huh, what's really going on? You know, are we really being honest about the matter? Like what is happening here? If there's no problem, then what is the problem? Still to this day, I don't know, and maybe I'll never know, and maybe it's not something for me to know. But I, it was kind of like getting hit by a truck, right? Like, you know, first there was shock, then there was sadness, then there was like anger. Like, really, you're gonna do me like this? You're really going to write an email, a politically cre, <laughs> sorry, a politically correct email at that? Oh, dearest Brianna, really, bro? Like, don't really no come on now you're better than that right like that is just to me super super lame right and so you know enough about that moving forward it just left me feeling still like okay it's you and me Jesus it's me myself and I and Jesus because I've been having these issues with a lot of my friends, just different stages in life, different priorities, you know, um, I had a friend that was, you know, I went to visit and, you know, she saw somebody because she was involved in some shady business and we found ourselves hiding under a table. Now we're grown women, okay, with grown bills, living in a grown up world, hiding under tables. What are you in, boo? Like what's going on? Are we in danger? No, 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 no. We are too cute to boot to be living our life like that. Come on now. Like, that is foolishness. And so that was a, another friendship that I was like, I don't know. Like, should I be around if this dangerous activity is going on? I don't even know what you're in. So I don't want to be involved. So that's a friendship that was lost. Um, and then just other friendships that just didn't, like, the, the depth wasn't there. So... You know, right now, speaking of seasons, if we're talking about seasons, it's a season of isolation, a season of being by myself. And it's really weird, you know, as an extrovert that does enjoy alone time, like I travel the world by myself and I do enjoy my own company, meeting new people. But as someone that generally loves to be in a crowd and to be around people and gets energized by that and loves making connections and networking. Y'all know me by now. Absolutely love going to meetups. Absolutely love learning about different people's businesses and different people's lives. It's all about brand story to me, right? Like, what is your story? What is your why, right? It's weird to be by myself. 
But it's interesting because, you know, the emotions have been going up and down, you know, angry, sad, you know, also being a person that likes to reflect, right? Now, if all these issues are happening around me and my friendships, the common denominator is me. Okay, ouch, that does not feel good, right? There's a common thread here, and it's me. So having to take that step back and and, and ask myself the hard questions, like, what am I doing to, A, attract these kind of people in my life? B, to continue to associate with these people or C, what am I lacking that I feel like I need to be surrounded by these type of people that in in hurt me or I'm not serving them well as all. I mean, it's a two way streak. Like I said, friendship between two individuals is one, two back and forth. 50 50 as my sister would say, 100 100 when somebody else is lacking, you're there to pick up or they're there to pick up the slack. Right. So what is going on? But then that's where I have to like really cling to the word because isolation is hard. Being lonely is hard, you know, not married, no kids, you know, and at this point, not too many friends that, you know, are around. It can really rock your ish, like really, like doubts of self-worth you know I have issues with abandonment right like people being able to just move on to the next phase without me without even even thinking about how I feel right all that stuff starts to rise up the enemy is busy he's really trying to plant seeds of doubt you're not worthy you're not lovable you're not someone that is desirable it's so easy to jump in there. And have I cried? Absolutely. Because this, like me back up, whenever something like this happens, self-doubt comes in with the quickness. And it really can just rock you to, like, to, to, oh, infinity and beyond and really like leave a hole in your heart. And so being able to process this, having this podcast, you know, telling people what I'm going through has really helped. But ultimately, like, what's the lesson? So I think about the lady in the well, right? I've heard this, you know, scripture preached many times. And and people have said, you know, she was secluded. She was drawing from the well and Jesus approached her. It wasn't in a crowd. And I've also heard sermons that talk about how Jesus will speak to you when you're by yourself there's certain things you have to go through by yourself and the lord has to reveal to you how you're going to overcome this or who he's shaping you to be in excuse me to to be period not be in um that's a whole other (laughs) no pun intended podcast but you have to be sometimes isolated and it's hard, you know, and it's just funny because the Lord has really been shepherding me through this. And it's been just such an up and down roller coaster, not just with this friend, but just with so many issues that I've been running from that I no longer can run from anymore. You know, we have a higher purpose. We are called to something greater than ourselves. But how do you tap into that? How do you know what the Lord is really calling you to do? If you don't spend time with him and I can't be in a group setting because again, God speaks to us individually. He wants to have an ultimate, you know, um, deep and just beautiful relationship with us, not in a crowd, but just one-on-one, a deep, deep relationship. And so that's something that I was, I was learning as I was driving to work. I've been working in Wilsonville these days and had, you know, just like a 30 minute commute. Those of that are, um, not from Portland, um, 
where I'm working, where I live, is about 30 minutes. And I, a sermon um, came up by T.D. Jakes, and it was called When You Were Left. And pretty much he is just, I mean, he's a powerhouse, and he just speaks with so much passion, and unfortunately, and fortunately, so much experience when it comes to heartbreak and disappointment. And he talked about how when people leave you, that's for the better. That's that, that, that it's okay. Don't be bitter. Don't be angry because those people are not meant for your ultimate destiny. You know, if your husband leaves you, if your girlfriend walks out, if a friend betrays you, it hurts. It does. It hurt. Yes, it does. I'm one to tell you that it hurts like the dickens. It hurts bad. But those people are not meant to continue on the journey with you to who you're going to become. And I mean, I'm still processing it. I'm still in the thick. I mean, 12 years, 12 years, so many things that were that were shared. But one thing I can say, you know, as the Lord heals and he restores and there's forgiveness to me, I don't feel like there should be a sliding door of emotions. I don't think a healthy relationship should be one where it's like, I love you today. I'm gone tomorrow. I love you. I'm back. I'm gone tomorrow. I feel like that's fickleness and that sometimes we have to stand up for ourselves and say no more. You know, I'm not a doormat that you just rub your dirty boots on or that you just tell all your problems to. And then when it's time to, you know, reciprocate the favor or the friendship, you're not around. So that's a point of growth as well. But I would love to hear from all of you. What do you think? I mean, has that happened to you? Have you gotten a season's email? I mean, this is literally like I responded to the email and I pretty much was saying, you know, of all things that I've experienced, which, you know, you guys have been along for the ride. There's been a lot that's gone down this last decade. Yes, there has been. This takes the cake, you know, and I think the biggest thing too, and I really want to write an article for Relevant Magazine or for Christian Today is why Christian friendships, to me, in my in my point of view, when they end, hurt the most. And I, I was praying about that. I was thinking about that. Like, why does this friendship sting? Not, you know, not just because it was 12 years. Because I've had other friendships that have been long that have ended. But why this one? And I think it's because it was a, there was a, a different kind of depth. And it was a ministry. We were actually involved. Um, actually, you know what? I won't share that information. It's not important. Because I was going to talk about different ventures that we had started together. But I don't want to expose this person or um, share their information because I feel like that's disrespectful. I will have respect for people even if I'm upset or angry. I will have respect. So I won't say the ventures that we were, you know, investing into together. However, there were some ministry and some goals and some underlying underlying. Um, missions that we wanted to take part in that will unfortunately not happen. Um, but I think that's why it hurt so, so much more because this was a sisterhood. It was not just a, a shallow friendship of like, hey girl, let's get cocktails. And I'm not, no shade to that. You need to have some friendships that you just, you know, turn up, um, with that individual and you and you go out to La Provence and you have a croissant or whatever and the and and the the content of what you're creating or or the conversation is is just you know surface but this was different so this one stings a lot more but not to be cliche and not to be over spiritualized myself but God is here he's good he hasn't left me 
and it literally is one foot in front of the other. Will I be stronger? Yes. Will my ministry continue? Yes. Will my business flourish? Yes. Will I continue to speak life into individuals? Yes. And even if this individual called me today, I would still speak life into them. Would I be cautious? Yes. But there's um there's nothing really more to say. So I hope that everyone is is feeling and doing well. Again, email me, askbree123, A-S-K-B-R-I-E, 123 at com. And if you are feeling lonely, if you are feeling abandoned, there is a book that I actually probably will pick up again, you know, um, by Lisa Turkisher, and it's called um, Uninvited. And it's a book about not just ministry, but this dear, precious believer's journey of feeling abandoned, of feeling left out, of feeling unwanted, hence the word uninvited. So pick that up today if you are in this quote-unquote season and you're just feeling sad. So, yes, I hope all of you are well and that you are in the position and align with the Lord. Take care, and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye-bye.